0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly, I tell you, The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So 16 years ago this summer, I was preparing uh, for a change in my life. I was preparing to become a father. (laughs) Just a couple months from now, we will celebrate Brennan's 16th birthday. And uh, that summer, I was busy (laughs) painting the walls of the nursery, trying to get everything ready. Corey and I had attended some classes on uh, childbirth uh, and, uh, you know, As new parents, uh, or parents expecting, we tried to follow uh, all the guidance that was given to us. There's not a whole lot you can do, though, to prepare for that moment. You know, uh, there is a change, then, that happens in that moment Of birth for the parents, for mothers, I'm sure, and certainly for fathers as I experienced it. I was not ready to become a father. (laughs) And I don't know that anyone can be, but it happens. And the change happens in an instant, and it happens as it unfolds, as the child grows, and as a father grows in that experience. But the change, that radical transformation that happens in the life of a father or a mother pales in comparison to the radical change that happens for the baby. (laughs) That baby experiences life in a way that it never had in the womb. It goes from the relative dark and warmth and comfort of that mother's womb out into the relatively brisk air of life outside the womb, the blinding light and that first breath, the cry, the cry that expresses all the, the change that is going on in the life of the baby, that cry that makes the anxious ears and heart of the mom and dad sigh. (laughs) There's the cry we've been longing to hear. You can see why Jesus uses the language of birth to describe the transformation that must happen in us as we expect to and want to be and long to be a part of the kingdom this this transformation that we experience being born again it must happen to enter the kingdom of god it see life in god's kingdom is so fundamentally different from life outside of the kingdom life before Our entry into it. Life in the spirit is fundamentally different from life according to the flesh. Life in which one confesses Jesus as Lord and King is very different. Fundamentally different from life in which we go our own way. And do as we like. Jesus is talking about a radical and necessary transformation. So I ask you, what about you? Have you undergone this transformation? Are you now alive in the spirit, having put to death the deeds of the body? Have you been born again? As Lutherans, we get unnecessarily squeamish at this question. That's probably because it's often asked uh, you know, by somebody who's looking for a date. No, not a romantic date, but they're looking for a date in which you decided to give your life to Jesus. Uh, I've often experienced this when I go to like a county fair or something. You know, there's somebody there trying to hand out tracts and they ask you, have you been born again? And they want to know a date that you made a decision. And there are some Lutherans who can point to such an experience, a, a point in their life when they made a conscious decision, an act of the will to follow Jesus. Uh, and that this was the point uh, from which life was very different for them. But the experience of many Lutherans is that we grow up in the church, that it just is a part of our life from a time that we can't even remember, You know that it is just something we have always done, coming to church, knowing Jesus, knowing that God loves us, that Jesus gave his life for us, that God claims us as his own. And for you, if that's your experience, you may not be able to point to a specific date when you gave your life to Jesus. You simply know that Jesus gave his life for you and that this has been your knowledge and your experience through life. We don't remember a single conversion experience, but a lifetime of them. Multiple conversion experiences as we grow in our understanding of who God is and his love for us. But that's not to say, however, that we cannot point to a transformative experience in which our lives were changed forever, When you are asked by somebody, are you born again? You can answer unequivocally, yes. And if they press you for a date, you can point back to the date of your baptism. Now they may or may not be satisfied with that, but you can be confident because that was the day in which you were born again. You were born in the spirit who was given to you in that moment when you were marked in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The fire of Christ's light shines in you and through you. This is our experience. For some, our birth in the Spirit came long after the uh, birth of from her mother's womb. But for others, those dates are relatively close. But whenever it happened, as an infant, as a young child, as an adult, your baptism is the moment when you experienced this life-changing event, a transformation, a change, Fundamentally necessary. That change which Jesus spoke of in his conversation with Nicodemus. That transformation that you experienced on the day of your baptism is complete for all eternity. At your baptism, God transformed you, a sinner, a member of this world of sin and in rebellion against him, Into a saint, a holy one, for you were clothed in the righteousness of Christ. God transferred you from the realm of darkness into the realm of his eternal reign. God adopted you as his own child, a son or daughter, sharing with you all of the blessings. Indeed, making you a co-heir with Christ. So it is a one-time event, a complete event, and yet it is also an ongoing transformation. While the sacrament of baptism is a one-time thing, we as Lutherans don't practice multiple baptisms for an individual. It is a one-time event, and yet it is something that we remember our whole lives long. It's it has everyday implications for us. Daily, we remember God's promise that he made to us in baptism. It is that remembering of the promise that sustains us in those difficult times in life. When we have sinned and turned away from God. And we start to question in our hearts, Hmm... Do I still have a place in the kingdom? We can remember that long before we made a decision to follow Jesus, Jesus made a decision for us. He went to the cross for you. He pronounced forgiveness for your sins before you were ready to ask for it. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Were Jesus' very words from the cross as he was dying, And those words apply also to you. Your sin is forgiven. And in remembering your baptism, you can remember that you were claimed by God, washed clean of all your sins. We don't look back on baptism and say, I was baptized. We look to baptism Even if it was long ago in our past and we say, I am baptized. I am a child of God. I am growing in my understanding of him and in my faith in him. Daily, we remember the promises of God and we put to death the deeds of the body. We repent of those things that we do and think and say that are not pleasing to God. We turn to God and receive that forgiveness which he has promised to give. Indeed, just as we did not initiate the circumstances of our natural birth, so it is that we did not initiate the circumstances of our supernatural birth in the Spirit. It is God who gave us his son when we were yet sinners. He forgave us before we were ready to ask for it. Before we even acknowledged him as Lord and Savior. He died on the cross to become just that. As John writes in his letter, we love because he first loved us. So have you been born again? If you have been baptized, you can answer with a confident and definite yes. I have been and am being born again. It is the Holy Spirit given to you in baptism which draws forth this confident assertion, this confession of the truth. It is he also who draws forth from you that natal cry that our Father longs to hear, Abba, Father. Just as parents of a newborn wait anxiously to hear that cry of the baby, that first breath, so God our Father longs to hear you cry, Abba, Father. It is why in love he gave his only son so that you might have eternal life in him. It is why he sent the Spirit. So cry out to him, Abba, Father, in thanksgiving for all that he has done for you. Cry out to him, Abba, Father, whenever you have a need of any kind. Cry out to him, Abba, Father, when you seek that affirmation that you are his child, cry out to him, Abba, Father, as you look for that transformation, he would work in you and for this world. Cry out to him, Abba, Father, and know that he hears and that he will answer. In the name of Jesus. Amen.